You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. The last point before we conclude is about Safiya, the wife of the Prophet Safiya and her cousin were captured at Khaybar. Now there are different versions of how she was brought to the Prophet We believe the most accurate version is that Imam Ali brought her to the Prophet respectfully or he brought her in the beginning and then he told Bilal to continue taking her to the Prophet. Now one narration states that Bilal, as he was taking her to the Prophet by the instructions of Imam Ali he took her through the battleground and she saw the killed men of Khaybar, like her relatives even there. Her husband was killed at Khaybar. Emotionally that distraught her. So when she arrived um, you know, at the Prophet where he was, the Prophet rebuked Bilal. The Prophet told him, Bilal, has Allah taken away the mercy from your heart? Why did you drag a woman by her slain relatives? So we find the humanity of the Prophet He refused that Bilal would do something like that, even though she was captured from the enemies who had come to kill the Prophet. The Prophet told him, you have no mercy in your heart? Why did you do that? Because you know, she was kind of traumatized by that, just going through the battlefield. But see how much the Prophet has rahmah, and then you can just picture what happened in Karbala to the woman of the family of the Prophet going through the bodies of the martyrs. So the Prophet we've talked about Safiya before in our biography class, just to briefly summarize, he freed Safiya because she was a prisoner of war and he married her. He had given her the option to either go back to her people at Khaybar, those who remained, he told her you can go or you can stay with me and be my wife. She chose to be the wife of the Prophet So the Prophet never forced anyone to be with him. Maybe you find some Islamophobes telling you, yeah, he killed her husband and then he forcefully married her. That's not true. The Prophet gave her the option. He told her, if you want to go back to your people, I'll have you safely taken to Khaybar. Or if you want to stay and be and choose Allah and his messenger, I also give you that option. So she willingly chose to be with the Prophet. She was a very good woman, yes, a mu'mina. Now her first husband had died. She was previously married to a husband. And recently before Khaybar, she had married a Jewish man by the name of Kinana ibn Abi, uh, ibn Rabi' Abil Haqiq or ibn Abil Haqiq. And there was an interesting story that happened with him. Because the Prophet saw a mark on her face. It seemed like somebody had hit her. So the Prophet told her, what's that mark? She told him, right before you came to Khaybar, I dreamt that the moon fell in my lap. So I told my husband about this dream. Now her husband was smart. Apparently he was able to interpret the meaning of the dream and he had heard the Prophet was coming to Khaybar. So she says, he got so angry, he slapped me. He told me, you see this dream, which means you might marry Muhammad. So that really disturbed him and you know, he unfortunately physically abused her. So she told him you know, that this is basically what happened. So Safiya indeed was a very, very great and righteous woman. 
And unfortunately, many, many times, Aisha would give her a hard time. Out of her jealousy, we examined some comments before that she made about Safiya. Sometimes she would mock her and say, oh, you're from the Jewish, you know, family. You're Jewish, anti-Yahudiyah, you come from Jewish origins. So one day the Prophet saw Safiya crying. He told her, Safiya, why are you crying? What's bothering you? She says, you know, Aisha keeps abusing me. She keeps saying, you know, I'm, I'm Jewish. I come from Jewish origins. So the Prophet tells her, go and tell Aisha. Because Safiya was from the line of Harun, the brother of Musa salam. So the Prophet tells her, next time she mentions that you're Yahudiya or you come from those origins, go and tell her, who's like me? My husband is the messenger of Allah and my uncle is Musa Kalimullah. Tell her that reply. So she said that reply and you know that put Aisha in a difficult position. So we see the Prophet would stand up for her. And he would tell her, don't you know, remain quiet when she abuses you like that. Tell her it's an honor for me to come from the you know, Jewish tribes, the Bani Israel tribes, because Musa is my uncle. And it's never a shame to come from a family as long as you're mu'min and you have good deeds. So Safiya was captured at Khaybar. And then later the Prophet ﷺ, after she finished her first cycle, the Prophet ﷺ married her. Because that's the law with ima, um, with captives, um, once their idda is one cycle. After one cycle, they can you know, marry someone else. They don't have to wait three, three cycles. So any questions about, you know, these events of Khaybar? There are some disturbing cartoons that you will find online showing this woman grieving her husband. He just got killed and then she's taken into the tent with the Prophet and then, you know, he marries her. Um, they show you like an hour after her husband got killed, the Prophet married her. That's not true. Number one, we said the Prophet freed her. He told her, I've emancipated you. You can do whatever you want. You want to go back? Go back. You want to stay? I'll marry you. So she's the one who wanted to marry the Prophet. Secondly, it wasn't an hour later. It was after her first period, after the first cycle. Then, you know, it was lawful for her to marry the Prophet. So there's a lot of distortion, unfortunately, in how some of these events are reported or depicted. With Sayyidah Khadija, he was only married to her. After, he was married to them at once. So during this time, the Prophet had Aisha, he had Hafsa, he had Umm Salama, he had Safiya, he had a number of women. We mentioned in our previous classes why that is the case. There, were, there was always a reason. Sometimes the Prophet married a woman from a tribe to neutralize her tribe so they don't fight Islam. It was for the greater good. Sometimes it was a trial. We spoke in our biography class, we dedicated three classes on Aisha and why the Prophet even married her. So we can refer back to those classes, but there was divine inspiration. There was a reason why he married all these wives. Every one of these wives, there was a reason. With Safiya, another reason why the Prophet married her is to bring religious tolerance in the Muslim community. Because of all the bad things Jews had done against Islam, there were some Muslims who were angry with Jews. And you know, they would discriminate against them. By marrying a woman from a Jewish tribe, the Prophet was bringing interfaith tolerance. You know, he's telling Muslims, no, don't be against any Jew. 
Those Jews of Khaybar we had a problem with because they tried to kill us, but it doesn't mean we have a problem with Jews. And the best uh, proof for that is I married a woman from a Jewish tribe. It was a, bring, it was a way to bring unity. And it worked, it brought a lot of unity in Arabia. So every one of those marriages had a reason. We examined those reasons in detail in our, in detail in our previous classes. Not all of them. Aisha was jealous, yes. But Safiya, no. Safiya was such a decent woman. We don't have one report that she caused a problem for the Prophet. Maria, she never did any headaches for the Prophet. Um Salama, she never had any headaches. The, the, the source of headaches was Aisha. She was always jealous and creating all this trouble with these wives. But a lot of them, no. They were very decent, well behaved, never did anything inappropriate. Hafsa also sided with Aisha, yes. <laughs> Assistant, yes. That's, that's a good uh, label for her. Yeah, so, so there were reasons. We have a question here online. How old was Imam Ali salam when he lifted the gate of Khaybar? So Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib salam was 33 years old when the Prophet was martyred when he passed away. This is four years before that. So he was around 28, 29. Imam Ali salam was under 30 years old when all this happened. So imagine, he's still young. He's in his 20s, a young adult, but he has all these victories and the Prophet gave him that amazing banner that no one has ever received. I will give the banner tomorrow to a man who loves Allah and his messenger, who's loved by Allah and his messenger. Karraran ghayra farrar. He never runs away from the battlefield. He always goes back and goes back until he achieves victory. Allah will give him victory. So all of that was given to Imam Ali and he's under 30 years old. And that shows you why they were so jealous of him. You've got this young man who's getting all these accolades. He's getting all this attention from Allah and his messenger. That bothered many of the companions. That really aroused jealousy in them, but it was their trial. You submit to Allah, whoever Allah chooses. If Allah chooses a five-year-old boy and says he's the Imam, go after him. Like he did with, you know, Imam al-Jawad or some of the Imams who were younger. Isa salam, he was an infant and he spoke from the cradle. Once the truth is clear to you, submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah, in our next class, we'll continue um, to examine the events right after conquering the fort of Khaybar. And we'll see what did the Prophet do with the Jews of Khaybar. And what happened with the Jews of Fadak? Because Fadak is not far from Khaybar. We see the Prophet did an agreement with, with those Jews. Inshallah, we'll talk about that. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi tayyibin al-tahirin.